Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to read out of Leviticus chapter 23. Uh, we'll have a scripture, amen, throughout uh, the remainder of the service. But we're going to read uh, to begin uh, out of Leviticus chapter uh, 23, verses 33 through 43. And if you want to, uh, if you have a Bible, if you want to get there, amen, go ahead and turn there. If not, it'll be on the screen. And we're going to ask everybody that's able and can to stand for the reading of the word of God. Amen. Amen. Now let me say that we, we have set this service uh, over the years. We have set this service to try our best to help everyone understand and to explain in, in simplicity and for time purposes. We can keep you here for hours talking about the elements of the word of God as it pertains to uh, God's feast and to the uh, specifically to the Feast of Tabernacles. But we have done so today uh, to try to give everyone at least an understanding of uh, the purpose, the goal, and the end result uh, of what uh, Tabernacles is. But if you have any questions at all, uh, please understand and know that you can ask me, amen, anything, and if I can answer it, I'll do my best uh, to do that. If not, I'll try my best to get you an answer. Amen. I certainly don't know uh, everything there is to know. It amazes me how every year uh, the Holy Spirit can introduce us to something new and something different uh, pertaining to God's Word. So Leviticus 23, verses 33 through 43. Everybody there say amen. amen. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. And you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. And you shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, a burnt offering, a meat offering, a sacrifice, a drink offering, everything upon this day, beside the Sabbaths of the Lord, beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, beside all your freewill offerings, which you give unto the Lord. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto the Lord seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. You shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of fig trees, willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. You'll keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You will dwell in booths for seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. They're going to blast the shofar one more time, and we want you to give God praise for his word. Amen. Today before your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. I just read to you where God commanded uh, Moses concerning the Feast of Tabernacles. Now there are seven feasts uh, of the Lord uh, that begin in the spring. We have Passover that moves into Feast of Unleavened Bread. Uh, and then Feast of First Fruits. Then we have the Feast of Pentecost. And then, of course, in uh, the fall, we have Tabernacles. Tabernacles began with the Feast of Trumpets, amen, then went to the Day of Atonement, and now, finally, the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, in the Hebrew. Now, it ended on Friday evening, and uh, typically, this kind of service and uh, the fellowship uh, dinner and those kind of things uh, would happen on that last day, amen, but uh, just so happens that uh, uh, the Sunday would always try to coincide with just somewhere with the Sunday, either in the middle uh, or after, and so this year it just fell after, but aren't you thankful that uh, we're not under the law that we have to, uh, that we would have to do it on the last day, but we do it today, amen, as we come together uh, to worship the Lord, and so uh, we see that uh, everyone knows that God delivered uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt. He brought them out. Uh, they, they dwelled in the wilderness for 40 years for different reasons. They were there for 40 years. While they dwelled in the wilderness, the Bible tells us that God provided for them. He protected them. He cared for them. Uh, and they had to dwell in booths or tents. Uh, and so, uh, or a tabernacle in, uh, in the same sense, uh, they all dwelt in there, and even God dwelt in a temporary tent, a man of the, uh, the tabernacle, where his presence dwelt, and they could enter into that tent, amen, and uh, move into the presence of of the Lord. Aren't you thankful that Jesus died? When Jesus died as the Passover lamb, the veil was rent into, and for the first time, man saw into the most holy place where the mercy seat used to dwell in that temporary tabernacle, in that tent. Hallelujah. So now we can enter into his presence through the blood and the name of Jesus whenever we need to. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I'm thankful. Amen. But his presence no longer dwells in a tent. Amen. But then on Pentecost, 50 days after Jesus rose in the upper room, amen, to fulfill the Feast of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came and filled all 120 that were dwelling in the upper room. So now not only were we able to be into his presence, but now his presence is able to be in us. So now we are the tabernacle or the temple of the Holy Spirit. That ought to get you excited this morning, amen? Because that spirit that is in you is not able to produce fear, but only power, love, and a sound mind. And when you are born again by the blood of Jesus Christ, you then take on the spirit of Christ, which is the dunamis power or the resurrection power of Jesus that rose him out, out of the grave. So not only in you is the spirit of the Holy Ghost, but also in you is resurrection power. That is why we worship today in the truth, hallelujah, that this world is only a temporary dwelling place, but tabernacles points us to a new home, to a new place where we will forever dwell in the presence of the Lord. I'm trying not to get excited, but my Lord bless his name. What a promise we have from Jesus today. Hallelujah. So let me, let me, let me. 
Praise God. I get ahead of myself as well. Amen. Praise God. But amen. Again, they uh, uh, they they dwelt in booths. So so God told Moses. He said once a year. Amen. At this specific time in the fall season, the harvest season, I want you to, uh, uh, he said, I want you to build or to dwell in these booths uh, or in these temporary tents or sukkah as it is in the Hebrew for seven days to remind yourself of what I did for uh, your forefathers and how I brought my people out of bondage. Amen. So for seven days. Amen. Uh, they would dwell in these uh, sukkahs. They would come out of their houses. Sometimes they would put them on the roof of their home. They still do that today. Uh, but they would build these. They would come out. This is where they would dwell. This is where they would eat. They would fellowship. And, uh, amen, remember the goodness of God to deliver them uh, out of that. And so when Jesus came, see, here's what you've got to understand. Jesus fulfilled Passover. Jesus fulfilled Pentecost. But tabernacles is yet to be fulfilled. Okay? We can understand through the patterns of the, the feasts and what God has already done that Jesus is going to fulfill the Feast of Tabernacles. So when we have the Feast of Trumpets and we have the uh, Yom Kippur or the Day of Atonement and we have tabernacles, we see the foretelling of Amen. A catching away of a rapture of the second coming of Jesus Christ, of a time of judgment, and then a dwelling. Amen. For eternity with the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Beginning in the new Jerusalem. Amen. So uh, we're yet to see this fulfilled, but can I tell you that because we are partakers of this glorious covenant, because Jesus Amen came, and when he came, he said, I come to make one new man. So it's not Jew or Gentile, but it's one new man. Because we are in that covenant, we now, amen, are partakers of a future, amen, that God has provided for us. But until then, he has made us, everybody say us, he has made us a kingdom of priests through that sacrifice and provided for us to be, amen, not only partakers now, but in the future. Amen. So this is pointing to a future event. Well, let me say here, and let me say this with all of them, uh, uh, with, with, with as solemn as I can today, um, we understand and we want to make sure that many of you that may not, that right now, over in Israel, they are in war. And Sukkot, or Tabernacles, ended in Jerusalem on Friday evening. And as, as their celebration ended, uh, and there's, there's Jews over there who do not believe that Jesus was the, was the Messiah, but there's plenty of Jews that dwell in Jerusalem and in Israel that believe and they are saved and they are born again. And uh, they are what we call Messianic because they have received the truth of Jesus Christ. And so the celebration of Tabernacles, which is a joyous time, ended on Friday. And as it ended, they were attacked by land, by air, and by sea from the uh, Hamas terrorists, from the Palestinians trying to take what God has already told them belongs to him. Okay, so uh, as we experience this joy today, and so rightly, we're allowed to. God gives us. We, we are actually commanded to do nothing less during tabernacles. To, but to celebrate with joy. So as we follow uh, God's command and know that God's faithful, 
Let us not forget to pray for Israel. Let us not forget to pray there are people and there are children and families who are barricaded in bomb shelters and their homes are being invaded. Uh, and they are uh, they're fearing for their lives right now while we're here uh, celebrating on this side. Uh, amen, of the, of the country. So let's remember Israel specifically. We pray for Israel all the time. But let's remember them today as we celebrate knowing amen. And, and uh, we can speculate, we can do a lot, but just let me tell you simply this, that you must see that Jesus is closer now to returning than he has ever been before. Okay? These are all signs of warning to his return. Amen. So we understand because Jesus came to tabernacle among us. Amen. That uh, we now can celebrate and rejoice in the truth that we've been redeemed. That we've been adopted in and grafted into the family of God. This glorious covenant that God gave them. Amen. Through Abraham and the word through Moses. We've been grafted in now. And we now have all of this inheritance uh, and we can uh, be able to rejoice and celebrate. And now Jesus lives in us, as I've already said. His presence dwells in us. Amen. As we sang already, your spirit lives within me. So I will walk in your peace. Not the peace that the world gives, but as he gives. Amen. Praise God. So Jesus came to tabernacle among us. So this is a time of joy. Everybody shout joy. This is a time of joy. I can't say that and stress it enough. Amen. And there is a saying in, uh, in the Jewish understanding when it comes to tabernacles that happiness is taking pleasure in what you have, but joy is taking pleasure in a good future. So things temporarily here can make you happy, but joy comes when you understand that at the end of the way, there is eternity with Jesus Christ. And if you're here today, and you don't know Jesus Christ, you have an opportunity, amen, you still have time to turn your life over to Jesus so you too can rejoice in a good future, amen? Praise God. So uh, in ancient Israel, this was simply known as the feast. So this was the most holy time of, uh, of the year, and I say that, I believe, I feel that God has set this atmosphere because it is one that's yet to be fulfilled. It is one that he knew was going to be fulfilled. Matter of fact, the book of Revelation, John tells us in the book of Revelation that we will celebrate tabernacles with Jesus in the New Jerusalem. And that's so, this is just a rehearsal. That's what the word complication means. It means rehearsal. So we're just rehearsing for getting out of here. So you can act like heaven is real. You can, you can rejoice even though you might be dealing with chaos, even though there's war going on over in Israel. And there's a lot of things that we can use as an excuse to distract us. But you now have a commandment to take joy in knowing, hallelujah, that everything is going to be alright. But until we get there with him, he will keep us and he will guide us and guard us and protect us. Amen? Praise God. It's also the Feast of Ingathering, amen? It is the time of the latter rain harvest. This is the fruit harvest as well as the grain harvest. So uh, we have the former rain that comes in the spring and then uh, the latter rain, amen, that comes in. So this 
uh, tabernacles, spiritually speaking, really speaks of a victorious bride. It speaks of a revealing of God's glory. Uh, that nothing uh, is worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. So this is about the revealing of God's glory. Ultimately, the revealing of Jesus. Amen? Thank God. Aren't you glad you have revelation of Him? Tabernacles, again, uh, speaks of signs and wonders and miracles. It speaks of a worldwide harvest where the reaper will overtake the sower and the former and the latter rain will come together. Joel 2.25, our camp meeting theme, I will restore the years that the locust and the cankerworm and the caterpillar have eaten. Come on. I will reverse what the enemy intended to bring you out. I will reverse it and turn it around and make it for your good. Somebody go ahead and shout right there because you're allowed to. Amen? Praise God. So you don't have to wait for the former rain and then the latter rain. He said, I'll bring it all together. And I believe we're living in that time of foreshadowing right now. And then ultimately, it is the full foreshadowing of the fulfillment of the ages. That's what Tabernacles is. Amen. Praise God. Ultimately, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, if you will, pull up verse 40 out of Leviticus 23. Um, God said something specifically uh, in Leviticus 23 and 40. If you can pull that up for me. Amen. Uh, specific for them to do during uh, the seven days of the Feast of Tabernacles when they would gather together and they would come together. Now, we don't do it all seven days. Uh, but we do it here during our service, again, uh, just as a, a reminder. Uh, but he said, take on the first day boughs or branches of goodly trees, the branches of palm trees, the fig trees, the willows of the brook, and rejoice before the Lord your God for those seven days. So this that God is uh, speaking of here in the Hebrew is called the lulav. Uh, and, and so the lulav represents joy. Victory and triumph. Okay? So it's joy, victory, and triumph. There are four species that God specifically put, uh, told them to put together to make the lulav. Now, lulav means shoot or a young branch of a tree. So literally, we're talking about waving branches. If you know anything about uh, the word at all, or you're connected, familiar at all, that ought to bring something to your mind. Amen? The waving of branches. So this is what God is doing. Amen. And so uh, he commanded them to take the first fruits and the branches and to rejoice before him. Now uh, they they take the etrog, which is the citron, or a uh, a fruit. And the citrus fruit is the etrog in the Hebrew. Uh, it's not something that you can really find here locally that much. Uh, I say I know I say this every year, but you know, I ordered one one time from uh, and, and had it shipped over. And I'm telling you, uh, the fragrance that comes from that, um, that citrus smell is different. It's, it's like a lemon and a lime mixed together with maybe a dash of orange. Just, I can't explain it. But it is so refreshing and it lasts for such a long time. And so that is the fruit that God commanded them. Uh, to use, that they use with the lulav. And so you have the palm branch, you have the willow branch, and you have the myrtle branch. So those three branches 
with the lulav as well as the citron fruit is laid before the Lord. Now understand, they do this every day during the Feast of Tabernacles. Now here's what you got to understand. Spiritually speaking and prophetically, it is not just a bunch of branches and a piece of fruit that we wave before the Lord, but it becomes a weapon in the hands of God's people. Okay, your praise is a weapon. Amen. And this becomes a weapon. That's why we like to put it in our hands. That's why we like to physically show that to, to help you understand. Now, again, the e-trog has a really pleasant aroma, and all of these have a, a spiritual representation. And the e-trog having its uh, pleasant aroma represents the righteous people who have both the word or knowledge and good deeds or works and the heart. So it's those that have the knowledge and they also, their heart is connected to what they know. So they have faith and works together. Faith without works is what? Dead. dead vice versa. So you can have works and no faith. Those works are dead. Faith, amen, without works is dead. So that's what the e-trog represents. It represents that. My mind is artificial. Amen. Praise God for the sake of uh, cost every year and uh, my memory. Because it would probably be, I would probably be the week before and thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't order the e-trog. And it takes a little bit to get it. So anyhow, amen again. Thank God for grace. And we're not under the law that God's not going to be offended if I'm using a plastic piece of fruit today. Amen. Aren't you glad for that? That's, that's exciting to me. Amen. That we're not held accountable for uh, those kind of, kinds of things in an over. But this is our e-trog. This is our citron that... Uh, we use, so this represents the righteous people, those who have both knowledge and works together. The lulav, once again, uh, this is my uh, this is my version of the lulav, is an artificial and representation of the palm and uh, the myrtle and the willow branch, uh, and this thing has lasted for years, praise God. Uh, that and duct tape have been faithful, amen, praise God. So, uh, once again, this is uh, this is ours. So this will be what the lulav looks like. I have had one of these uh, that is fresh as well. And you can get these. You can actually get these local. They're in Tabernacles. Um, but anyway, this is the one that we use uh, for the purpose of giving God praise and uh, to help you understand. So these, the three branches that are on there, the branch of the date palm, which produces a sweet fruit, but it has no aroma or fragrance. That represents a person who has knowledge but lacks Good deeds or works. Okay? The other is the Hasidim or the sweet smelling myrtle. And that represents people who have good deeds, but they lack knowledge of the word. So are you are you are you getting that? This is this is this is the righteous who have faith and works together. Amen. Uh, the date palm represents those who uh, who have Faith, but they don't put in their action. There's no works that, that, that go behind it. And the, the, the myrtle branch represents those who have works or good deeds, but they don't have any relationship with, with Jesus Christ. And then we have the willow branch that grows near water. It needs water, but it has no odor and it has no taste. So that represents the people who are lacking in both word and works, Yet they have potential. Aren't you glad for mercy? Aren't you glad for grace? So when you put all of these together, when you put all four of these together, it represents 
everybody. Whether you're saved, whether you're righteous, whether you're lukewarm, whether you're, are you with me? It represents all types of people. So to put it in heavenly terms, this represents unity in the spirit. And can I tell you who is the number one, uh, uh, one that does not like unity? Come on. The enemy, right? We all have a common enemy. Amen. The Satan. So he, he cannot stand unity. So when we weigh this before the Lord on tabernacles, which represents the coming together of God's people in the new Jerusalem, amen, it doesn't leave out anybody. It says that all that will come. Amen. All that will. And we give God praise in unity together, declaring that before Jesus comes, there will be a harvest of those who are missing. Come on. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise God. I'm telling you. Amen. I, I try not to get too excited. But uh, uh, so... Uh, so what happens is, and what we'll do here in just a few minutes, is we will wave this, uh, the lulav. We will wave it before the Lord. Now there is a specific uh, way that it is waved. Those of you, let me ask, how many is this your first time at our tabernacle service? Amen. We're, uh, this is all one that we put together ourselves. Amen. This is not really following anyone. Uh, thing. So, uh, amen, quite a few of you, and we're glad you're here today. Once again, let me say that, amen? Praise God. So, uh, we will wave it, or literally, it's it's shaken. So, we shake it uh, before the Lord, which is a baton in the Hebrew. Uh, this shows God's heart for the entire world. That he would that no one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. Amen? Praise God. So, as we're waiting this today, let me remind you, your lost family, those prodigals, your sons, your daughters, your spouse, those that uh, the enemy's telling you that are never going to be saved, that they're never going to be born again, as we shake and lay this lulav today, that is your declaration in unity before hell and before heaven that they will come back. They will, God will fulfill that promise. Amen? Are you with me today? Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you to receive today. So that's his, his heart for the whole world. Amen? And his provisions from all directions. And so because we, we shake it to the north, to the south, to the east, and to the west, so that uh, from all directions... During, uh, from the, this new year that we are in on God's calendar, the spiritual new year, that from all directions, provision is going to come. Amen. Amen. It's been a busy weekend. Amen. This is one of the busier weekends that, uh, outside of, of Passover and Resurrection. And, and, and amen. Uh, and, and busy. And, and so, you know, you get distracted and things. And, and then, you know, you walk back there. And, uh, and Brandon says, some, some man walked in and handed me, you know, here lately. Somebody leaves me something. <laughs> and it just, it just had my name on it. And I was like, I don't know. Open it up. And you see that. God is good. God is good. To know that he's watching and he's listening and he's hearing. Amen. Praise God. So all the works that you do by faith, He will reward that. So provisions coming from the north, south, east, and west. Amen. I just want to declare that before we shake it. Amen. Over this house and over your house. 
that, amen, praise God, provision is coming from the north, south, east, and west to your house, to your family, to this ministry, come on, to your ministry, to your vision, to your dreams. I feel that, I feel that option right now to declare that, hallelujah. We don't have an order today, praise God, but I feel the option of the Holy Ghost just to declare that and prophesy. It's coming from the north, south, east, and west.
I saw God's people like fried chicken. Hallelujah. So when the palm leaves hit against each other, it's as if there are hands clapping, bringing to mind God's promise to Israel as spoken in Isaiah 55 and 12. For ye shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you in the singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I'm not making it up. God said it. He said it. That settles it. Whether I believe it, you believe it, or anyone else believes it, God said it. Amen. Praise God. So let the trees clap their hands today on tabernacles. Hallelujah. Amen. So we bring the branches. Again, this don't save us. You can wave this to you pass out and it'll go to set you free. But if you're set free and you understand why you're waving it, there ain't a devil out of hell that has enough power and authority to hinder you from receiving what God has for you. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That's what you got to understand. Praise the Lord. So we bring the branches to Him who owns the four directions. So we're going to raise it, we're going to lower it to Him who owns the heavens and the earth. So waving in all directions, here's, here's what we see and what you understand. When waving it in all directions restrains the harmful winds and prevents the harmful dew. Now understand that Jews, at the time that God set this, they were moving into the next harvest season. So they had to know they, had, they, they, they needed God to give them the assurance that the, the rain, the latter rain was going to come. The ground was going to produce the harvest so that they would not have to worry about it, but also that there would be no storms. Though they would rise, that would be able to destroy the crops because God's promise was over them. Are you with me? Come on, we've got that covenant today. Though the storms may come, though the winds may blow, if your house is built on Jesus, hallelujah, you cannot be shaken. Amen? Praise God. So we wave it in all directions. Now, here at Jesus Tabernacle, we have a worship march. After I wave the lulah, we'll have a worship march. That march simply for us is to show our faith in God as we praise Him and as we bless His name. We call on Him to save us. Hosanna, that's what it is, Hosanna, we call on him to save us, to be with us, to deliver us from trials, from our enemies, and from Satan's wrath. Amen. And so it's why we cry Hoshiana, which is Hosanna, amen, in the Hebrew. You'll see that when we get to heaven, now let me tell you, folks from Judah, oh, I say this often, you are not going to gain wings. You're not going to get this pretty angelic robe. You're not going to float around on a cloud eating cream cheese and bagels for eternity when you get to heaven. That's not how it works. Amen. But when we get to heaven, when we get in the presence of Jesus in the new Jerusalem, tell us that what Revelation 7, 9 says is going to happen. After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man can number. Of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. So we're going to do this when we see Jesus. 
Come on, somebody. Now, we're going to celebrate tabernacles, so Revelation says that we will. Hallelujah. Praise God that we will celebrate it. Can you imagine? We're rehearsing right now. I'm trying to get ahead of myself. But we're rehearsing right now. So when, when I do this today, and you do it with your arms and your hands, and then when I do this today, we're rehearsing for when we get in the actual presence of the King of Kings. I'll be like, come on. Amen. Are you with me? When he said we lay our crown at his feet. And we'll feel, hallelujah, the devil tells you you're not worthy. When you get in his presence, uh, that sense of unworthiness is going to leave because his glory is going to envelop us, hallelujah. And we're going to realize, you know what, every bit of the hell that we have went through here on this earth has been worth it when we see Jesus. So all we're doing today is practicing for when we get with every tribe, nation, and tongue. A number that no man can number. You're just going to be one branch in one big lulav as we give praise and wave the palm branches. I don't know where he's going to get all of them from, but we're all going to have palm branches. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That excites me. And God forgive me, amen, three months from now when I'm in the middle and I'm moving in and I'm, I'm surrounded by life and by the things that I have to deal with. God forgive me for forgetting this moment right now. But remind me, Holy Spirit, amen? Praise God. And then finally, the conclusion of our tabernacle celebration service is what is called the water libation. Amen. It is the pouring out of the water. It is the Nasuk Hamayim. And it's the pouring out of the water. Now during Sukkot, they poured uh, water onto the altar. Amen. And they did it because of their anticipation. Now let me say this. Their intense anticipation of the coming rain. Now understand. Lack of rain is a famine. When it speaks of a famine in the Bible, that's when there was no rain. For there to be no rain was a curse from God. But the promise for them to be forgiven during this time, we know that Jesus has done all that, but for them to be forgiven, to be accepted, to be able to rejoice and have the joy, and God's, that be God's saying, don't worry, the rain's going to come. You won't have to worry about the provision. They had an intense anticipation of the rain. There was a pool located on the outside of Jerusalem, amen. It was in the shadow of the Holy Temple. It was the original source of Jerusalem's water. Do I have to tell you who our source is? Come on, his name's Jesus. I'm going to tell you that again. Somebody say, say it again. Right, we're going to, amen, praise God. It's, it was located in the shadow of the temple. And it was symbolic of God's provision. It was considered literally the waters of creation. So in those waters was the power to bring, to birth, to create, to bring to pass. So this was a very, very joyous part of the tabernacle celebration. So as they, they would journey back, the priests would go, and as they would, they would go to the pool, and as they would journey back from the pool carrying the pitchers, they were greeted 
with sounds of the shofar that fulfilled Isaiah 12 and 3 that was prophesied with joy you shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. So there was a there was a there was shenanigans, if I can say it for you, Lilies. Amen. There was a party happening, praise God, when they would come back, when the priests would come back with the waters of creation. Amen. And there would be uh, uh, there would be music and there would be rejoicing and singing and dancing, such as the kids were doing this morning. But we're talking adults. People that understood and realized, uh, amen, what this was because they knew that God was going to bring them life, amen, and they knew that this was their source. And so uh, for us, we got to understand that it literally shows a closeness with God and a divine connection that nobody but his people have, okay? You have to, you have, to have a real, can I tell you? I don't care what the world says. I don't care what these doctrine of demons is teaching. You cannot have a relationship with God outside of Jesus Christ. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's a doctrine of demons. Amen? So we pursue and we're purposing to fulfill his commandments and to do his will. And this is why in the Jewish understanding... They, they have this understanding that whoever has never seen the celebration of the festival of water libation has never experienced true joy in his life. Amen. You're about to, you're about to see it. Amen. And, 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 and some of these people around here at Judah Tabernacle have lost their minds. They're crazy. And they know when we get to the water libation, they need to let it go. Let it loose, amen. So brace yourself if you've never been here. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm laughing, but I'm being serious. Amen. Praise God. So what? So you say, what should I do? Join in. Yeah. It's okay. You say, well, I, I feel weird. No need to feel weird. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're rejoicing, amen. But listen to what Jesus said in John 7, 37 through 38. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which that they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So picture this. Just so you know, Jesus celebrated tabernacles, and he's going to again. So don't let the devil tell you that's a Jewish saying, and we don't need to do that. We're just practicing. This is rehearsal. Amen. The stage has been set. We've got to get this thing right while we got time. Come on. Amen. So picture this. I just described to you in, in very quick detail the joy of celebration. So they've come back in, and they have poured the water out. Now, this was the very last day. And it's just like Jesus to let him go all seven days. And then the last day, he stands up. Just when they think they got it figured out. So they, they pour the water on the altar. Jesus stands up and says, I am the living water. And if anybody needs anything, let it come to me. I'll quench every desire, every need, everything that you have is in me. Because out of your belly, shall flow rivers of living water. Man, he just 
took every bit of their theology and flipped it right upside down. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of them had no idea what Jesus was even trying to imply, but he stood up and said, I'm that water. So now you just rejoice over that water. I was there when that water was created and spoken to being, and I'll be there. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. So everything that you need is in me. So trust in me. God. So this is why, again, we, we, we do the water libation. Now, there's some symbolism there. Amen. Just three quick things that, that represented the rain that was hoped for from God for the harvest. It was the pouring out of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That it was a, water was prophesied to go forth from Jerusalem into the Messianic kingdom. So it was prophesied that when the kingdom of God comes into full fruition, that out of Jerusalem will come water. Amen. Praise God. So uh, that's that's in a nutshell uh, the the water libation. Now for us, what we uh, what we will do is when we get ready to raise the pitcher of water, we have the shofar blown just to uh, just to, to get that in your uh, in your mind and in your uh, in your spirit, and then. Uh, whenever we pour the water, that's when you got to let go. You that believe in Jesus, you that have Jesus, you that know Jesus, you that even want Jesus. This is all of us. It's everybody included. Amen. Praise God. That's your that's your time. That's your time to let it go. Amen. So uh, you you're gonna shout. Rejoice, lift your hands, you can jump if you want to, praise God, but it's your signal, amen, praise the Lord, to let hell know that no matter what my future holds, I know who's got my future in their hands, amen, and everything is going to be alright, amen, praise God. So, we're going to get ready uh, now to uh, wave uh, the lulav and the etrog. Amen. And uh, Matt's going to uh, to help us here. So I want my uh, amen. Praise God. Uh, you guys can get ready. So we get right now. Remember, we're going to do a march after we wave a little and uh, uh, give God praise and uh, for that. And so when we're marching, Amen. You also you need to you need to give the Lord praise and uh, and to bless Him. So there are blessings that are spoken. Over the Lulav and over the Etrog, there's blessings that are uh, that are spoken, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna <coughs> see those blessings. So before I wave the Lulav, there is a blessing that is spoken over the Lulav only, and then um, before we wave the Lulav and uh, the Etrog together, uh, there's also a blessing. That is uh, spoken over that. So, uh, Brother Matt is going to uh, bless us, Amen, and declare those blessings. And so, uh, then we're gonna we're gonna wave uh, or shake the Lord. Blessed are you, O God, King of the Universe, who has sanctified us with His commandments and commanded regarding taking the Lula, the palm branch. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of the Universe who has granted us life and sustained us and enabled us to reach this blessed occasion. All right. Amen. Praise God. We're going to bless. Remember, this is a weapon. 
Everybody that can, that are, that is saved, that can be saved, that wants to be saved, is represented in this. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to wave it, and then uh, we're going to uh, just ask you to give the Lord a hand clap uh, after we do that, and then we'll have our march. Amen. So again, we wave it in all directions, north, south, east, and west. We shake it up, and we shake it down. Amen. Representing that God owns everything. Amen. Below in all directions. And your blessing, your provision is clear.
And on the third time, they're going to stay up here in the front. Amen. Praise God. And they say, uh, uh, Amen. You stand with all that can stand. Amen. Lift your hands as they walk. And then when they, Amen, the third time when they stand up here, that's when you need to let loose. Come on. You need to let hell and heaven know that we know in whom we trust. We're going to see that come to pass. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. All the walls are coming down. Come on, all the walls are coming down. Amen. Strongholds are coming down. Come on. Hallelujah. Marching in victory, triumphant. Hallelujah. Let everything that have breath praise be the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Whom shall I be afraid? Amen. I will trust in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He will fight for me. My promise is coming back to pass. From the north, south, east, and west, provision is already on its way. Hallelujah. 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 Get ready. Get ready. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Come on. Now shout. Come on. Shout. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we worship. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Bless him one more time. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't sit down. You ain't done participating. Come on. Hallelujah. And when you understand the shackles and the chains that have been broken off of my life and the yokes that have been destroyed and how many times God has kept me, He has prevented danger and harm from coming to me that I wasn't even aware of. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then you can understand my joy and my reason for worship. Hallelujah. And when I understand yours, I can understand that. Hallelujah. But I'm saying not to say this. We have a right to act a fool. Hallelujah. You say, I just don't believe in that. Praise God. Praise God. I didn't ask you if you believed in it. I asked you if you wanted to. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he believed in me. Amen. So now, now we're going to do the water libation. Praise God. This is just our, this is Judah Tabernacle's version. Amen. Praise God. Remember, now they would go with their golden pitchers and they would come with their horns, their trumpets, 
and they had a team, they had a worship team that would come, the people would stand on the steps of the temple and the tabernacle and they would wait with anticipation as they come and as they saw them coming and they heard the sound of the trumpets and the music and the dancing would come, they would begin to rejoice from the tabernacle, amen, and it would happen all the way into, amen, the tabernacle, and as they poured the water onto the altar, amen, praise God, they would continue to rejoice and shout, amen, because this was intense anticipation of God bringing to pass his promises, amen, so hallelujah, when I raise the picture, I'm going to I'm going to make our little journey from the pool of Siloam, hallelujah, to, amen, the altar. And as I raise the pitcher, they're going to blast the shofar. And then as I begin to pour the water, hallelujah, that's when you need to begin to pour out your praise unto the living water. Come on, amen. If you're filled with that water today, let it flow out of your belly today. Come on, hallelujah. I know some of you are going through turmoil. The world is a mess. But in the presence of the Lord, everything is perfected. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And we're in the presence of the Lord today. Hallelujah. So, amen. We're getting ready. Amen. Keep in mind, it's already started. Praise the Lord. The music, the dancing, the rejoicing, the anticipation is taking place. Hallelujah. Then the picture is raised over the altar of sacrifice. Go ahead and pray that shepherd. say this, whatever the Lord spoke to me about doing the water libation, I was not sure about it. I, I can remember thinking, God, I can't do that. They already think I'm going overboard now I'm going to pour out water. We're okay. We've done it for a few years without doing that. But how many knows you know when the Lord is speaking to you? And I knew he was speaking to me. And I know I've said this before, but it, it's, it's worthy to share every year. I'll never forget the first time that I stood before the congregation and I held that picture up. And as I began to pour that water, it was like electricity went from my fingertips to the tips of my toes. And I felt the presence and the glory of the Lord in a way that I cannot describe. And so there ain't no devil. There ain't no person that will ever convince me. Amen. Praise God that God's not getting glory. Amen. And he sealed that for me many, many years ago. Amen. So we're going to continue to do it until it comes. Amen. Praise God. You got one more hand clap that you can put together. 
Come on, for all for God, for heaven, for his word, for Jesus, for the power. All right. All of these, so many of these lovely people have prepared a meal for uh, for uh, everyone downstairs. And so uh, we're going to bless the meal before we go down. Um, but just let me say this. If everyone will go ahead and find a, a, a seat or find a table. There should be plenty of room. Find a seat. Uh, have a seat. And then once everybody is seated and we're, we're sure that all of our servers and everything are, are ready and uh, prepared, then we'll begin to dismiss uh, and say that uh, we, will, we will ask that all of uh, anyone that is handicapped or any, uh, anyone age 55 and over to be able to get in line first. Um, and so please be uh, aware of that. Be patient, and um, so that we can oblige them. Amen. How many knows that they earned it? They earned not having to stand in the back of the line. Come on, Amen. Praise the Lord. We, we honor. We honor. Uh, amen. I try not to say senior citizens, but we honor. We honor our age. Amen. Because I'm over 55, so I gotta, you know, I gotta get that crown that uh, Amen screams. Praise the Lord. But so we want them to go first, and then uh, we'll just allow uh, folks to get in line. There should be plenty. Uh, we just ask that uh, once you are, uh, you can say as long as you want to, uh, and, but once you're done, make sure that you put your trash, throw your uh, any trash away, and then if you're the last at your table, and you would, we would greatly appreciate it uh, if you uh, would remove the uh, centerpiece that's on there. Uh, take the table call and all throw it away and then stack the chairs back up on the tables. That would be a great blessing. Uh, and we'll all work together to kind of get that uh, make it easier to be able to uh, clean up for that. So we appreciate you. There's uh, amen again. Blessings. Let's not forget to pray for Israel. I don't want to undermine that, the importance of that and what's taking place uh, with that. We appreciate you. I love all of you. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I thought this morning as I was praying and meditating and I just I just got overwhelmed um, early this morning with with the presence and the love of God and I thought, man, I would just love to have enough arms to just hug everybody at one time. Aww. And that's just how I felt. That's just how God I felt the love of God this morning. So we're, we're, we're hugging you today, and, and I mean that. I'm not just saying that because it's the right thing to do or the churchy thing. You know me. Praise God. But we love you today, and I do. We appreciate you, and we want you to uh, enjoy the time. Now, remember, it's a, it's a season of joy. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to talk negative. You're not allowed to be down and just, and so, carry, you know, carry it on while you're eating your fried chicken and your ham and your meatloaf and Mashed uh, potatoes and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's all been sanctified, and all of the sweets uh, are 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 non-caloric. <laughs> That's not true. But uh, anyhow, you get what I'm trying to say by faith, right? Hallelujah. Amen. Yes.
they wanted her on another test. The MRI came back. Uh, before that, mom posted on signs when women's ministry, everybody started praying. Um, the blood clot was gone. Hallelujah! Not only did I get that out of yeah. it, but my older sister, I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety and stuff. And my older sister broke out. She's like atheist, but she broke out scriptures for me last time. Yeah. And started reading them for me. Like comfort, hope, you know, stuff like that. And like we got to talking about God and stuff, so I think, like, through it all, I think this is going to bring with some of my family members that doesn't believe to God. Can I just say that her pulling out scriptures, she ain't no that's an excuse to that's an easy excuse to not come on, I'm sorry, but praise God, hallelujah, amen God is good, we're thankful, rejoicing amen, since you're coming for God's healing touch, amen, and what is started is going to finish, amen it's coming from the north, south, east, and west amen, stand with us we're going to bless the food, please please be careful, amen, as you're going downstairs, let's